You've found the Real Estate Law Podcast. Because real estate is more than just pretty pictures, and law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. If you're a real estate professional or looking to build real estate expertise, then welcome to the conversation and discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Law Podcast, episode number six. My name is Jason Muth. And I'm Rory Gill. Hey, Rory. Hello. How are you? Good. So today we're talking about part-time real estate agents and some great tips to allow people to become successful as part-time agents and some things from a broker's perspective as to uh, what you think that part-time agents could do uh, in order to have a great career also in real estate. And some of the concerns that brokers have with part-time agents, you know, so we're going to cover both sides of everything. And, um, you know, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a really good discussion because there's a lot of people that do real estate part-time. Is that true? Yeah, it's a, it's a profession that lends itself to a lot of part-time people um, because of its relative flexibility in terms of time commitments um, and your ability to handle your own business. So we see a good amount of people um, from all walks of life who want to work in real estate part-time. So we should introduce you once again, because people pick up this podcast at various episodes. Um, so Rory Gill, you are a broker and a realtor and a attorney. Yep. So I am the broker of Next Home Title Town here in Boston, as well as the uh, founding attorney of Urban Village Legal, also here in Boston. Okay. And I, I know this for a fact, but you have part-time employees for both of your businesses, correct? That's correct. Okay. So um, maybe we should start with understanding what are some of the things that might be attractive to you as a business owner, as a broker, uh, in welcoming part-time agents aboard? Um, well, as the broker of a company, my goal is to work with all of those and to build their business, to meet their goals. And it's there are a lot of people who are counted out from the profession uh, for being part-time agents. But I think we've had a good amount of success with people who have other jobs or other life circumstances that lead them into working part-time. What are the types of people that you think would be really good at being part-time real estate agents in terms of where they are in their lives or in terms of their other careers? Um, we have a few agents working with us now that have uh, good professions that are adjacent to real estate. So the skills and everything that they're doing for their, their other position lends themselves very well to their um, position in real estate. And in many cases, they're actually successful as a real estate agent because they're able to leverage the expertise, times, and relationships that they've built in other fields um, related to it. So. We see a good amount of attorneys who um, practice law, who build up a good amount of trust in, in, in a client base. They can do well in real estate, um, as well as people who have other professional seasonal jobs, like teachers are kind of a pretty clear example of that. Um, and same thing with parents and just caretakers in general, people who ha are professionals in their, in their own right, but they're per personal circumstances require some more flexibility with their job. So it seems to me that real estate is a very relationship-driven business. 100%. It's it's not necessarily about knowing 
where to click on or what to do um, in a very technical sense. It's about relationships. Right. And given the amount of people in the world, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people's circles don't quite intersect as much as uh, we'd all think. Uh, I know that sometimes when I show up at a concert or at an event, and I think that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few people that likes this thing. Next thing you know, thousands of people are there. So, you know, my, my thought is that lots of circles don't quite intersect. And the fact that they don't intersect is probably a good thing in the world of real estate because uh, somebody can be a teacher. Um, you know, we're here in Boston. Someone could be a teacher south of Boston, and someone could be a new mom west of Boston, and someone could be an attorney north of Boston. And all those people probably have very, very different circles of their friends, their family, their influence, people who might want to use their services on the real estate side. Yeah. And the very reason that they're successful in building those relationships is because they're active in another profession or just through other commitments. Can you talk a little bit about students? Uh, have, what What is your experience or what are your thoughts on um, graduate students or undergraduates uh, doing real estate as well? Um, so there have been many successful students and there have been even more unsuccessful students working in real estate part-time. Um, student schedules are demanding um, and a little bit unpredictable. So while there may be more hours in the week than a, a full-time employee, there are a lot of commitments that extend beyond normal circumstances and attention's kind of a finite uh, commodity. Um, and we have also this quirk in Massachusetts where law school students can um, take the test without sitting for the class. The so test the, being what test? The real estate exam for um, salespeople. Okay. So they can simply sit for the exam without taking um, without taking the class. So is that not the case in all states? I'm, I'm not aware of it actually in any other state. <laughs> Wait, you don't know the laws of every single state in the union? Uh, sit tight while I Google all, all 49 other states. Okay. Um, yeah, I would imagine there are some other places that students are probably successful as being part-time real estate agents along with their, um, their careers studying, which is their job. Right. But think about this from the student perspective. They may not have the same set of relationships that are built out that other professionals might have when they go to enter the business. So the key difference, um, for students and any other part-time agent isn't necessarily the time that they have available to them, but it's the commitment they're going to take um, into building those relationships, into building their business. So students might have a different network, you know, people that maybe are, are younger and looking to rent instead of buy. Yeah, and that's pretty common here in Boston. You'll see um, a lot of brokerages that specialize in rentals, uh, targeting the undergraduate population by hiring undergraduate agents. Right. I just think about our neighborhood. We live in South Boston, known as Southie. Uh, there's a, a couple great parks here in Southie, and I, I think about all the moms and dads that are at those parks. And it's it's it. We kind of laugh about this, but you know, in, in the city, uh, people will uh, be single in this neighborhood. They'll get married. They'll have a baby. Maybe they'll have two babies, and then they move. Right? They move out of the city. That's a pretty common trend. Yes. Right. I'm sure it's a trend in in many cities. Uh, as families need larger spaces to live and raise their kids, have a backyard, picket fence, dog running around, you know. Uh, but uh, where I'm going with this is that, uh, you know, a mom might have a very influential uh, crew of people that 
that that she influences every single day just by um you know having their kids play together, going for lunch together, going to the park together. Uh, somebody that a student might be, you know, completely outside of that circle. Uh, an attorney might be very much outside that circle. Someone else doing part-time real estate who is a teacher outside the city. Very different circles. So th- th- there's no intersection. I mean, these circles really um, allow these part-time agents to have a potential client base. Right. And that goes for uh, part-time or full-time agents. The best thing that you can do is understand what your circle is, where you have built up the greatest amount of trust and expertise and uh, really push that niche forward. Right. So we're talking to Rory Gill with Next Home Title Town in Boston, and we're talking about part-time real estate agents. Now, before we get to some of the tips that you might have for some people thinking about doing this part-time and being successful with that, what are some of the reasons why other agencies uh, or brokerages might discourage people from being a part-time agent or uh, they might kind of look the other way when a part-time agent wants to join their business? Sure. So there are some legitimate challenges that face part-time real estate agents um, and brokers do have the right to be concerned about it. Um, if somebody's not available all the time, they may not be able to um, build their education, build their expertise, um, put together a marketing plan and stick with it, and they might also not be able to serve the client the same the same way. In this business, our clients expect immediate responses, and if we can't provide it to them, um, that's going to look bad for not only that agent but that that whole brokerage. Very true. So let's talk about some of your tips that you have for part-time agents. What are some of the things that you think? might make somebody successful if they wanted to do this alongside a different career. Sure. In the end, it all comes down to their level of commitment to the profession, not necessarily the number of, number of hours. So they should be able to articulate what their goal is and work with their broker to meet that goal. Um, and even though part of the reason for doing it part-time is that you're not available all the time, you should be able to prioritize office meetings and events. You, Even though you're a part-timer, you need to be visible in the brokerage, you need to know the other people in the field and, the, and in your business. What are some of the events that might happen in the office? I mean, real estate's a very, uh, it's a traditional business, but it's very non-traditional in the sense that, you know, is, is there always a sales meeting on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m.? You know, so what are some of those events they should be able to prioritize? That varies. And part of the benefit of being part in a, in a good active brokerage is that you have sales meetings on occasion um, to help you understand what's going on in the market. Um, brokers take a lot of time to put together those meetings and that content, and they're valuable for that reason. So if you're consistently not there, you're missing out on a key uh, benefit um, for being in the brokerage and something that can help you further your business. And at the same time, um, networking events outside the brokerage, they're pretty regular. That's where you meet other people um, and build connections in the industry. And if you're just never there for it, that's going to hurt your business and your ability to be successful as a part-time agent. We were at a networking event last week, um, and there were tons of people there. I'm sure there were some part-time agents there as well, but... Many of our part-time agents were there. Right. Uh, it's a great way to learn from the speakers who are at the events. Uh, it's an amazing way to meet other people that are also doing this part-time, other developers, other people that have related jobs in the real estate world. Yep, just because you're not able to be there 
Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, doesn't mean that you don't have to be there ever. Um, and looking around that room, there were plenty of people who were in the business part-time, and they were still putting a consistent effort to attend these events. I would imagine that another good piece of advice for part-time agents is to stay connected to events in uh, in your community, whether it's a uh, city of um, uh, chamber of commerce meeting, or whether it's something related to uh, development in the neighborhood, or if there's some kind of community meeting that you could have a presence at where you might see your neighbors, it's probably good to be at that. Absolutely. The the more um, out, out and visible you are, the better it is to your business. At the same time, if you're active in another profession, be visible in that profession too. Attend um, attend events and seminars and continuing education there as well. That's how you build your network, and that's how you be successful in both professions. So let's talk about training also with part-time agents. Uh, I know that at Next Home Title Town, you have a pretty extensive training program uh, that involves both the systems and probably some tactics. I've not been through it, but uh, I know people that are going through it right now. Um, part-time agents probably should be available for that, correct? Right. So if you're coming on for the in just getting started, you really do need to pre- prioritize the orientation. Otherwise, there may be bits and pieces of the brokerage and things that you're missing uh, that will help you grow your business and serve your clients. And if you just miss the fundamentals, that's going to be challenging for you to to build a successful plan to meet your goals. At the same time, um, our training is two-pronged, so part of it happens in an organized group atmosphere. But most of it happens in, a, in one-on-one meetings um, with me, the broker. And if you can't prioritize that, that's going to be a challenge. So even though the hours that you might come in to work with me might be strange and unusual, make the time to come in and sit down and talk and set things up. So let's talk a little bit about um, the business. So you have a part-time agent, for example, somebody who has listings or clients. Uh, What happens when their full-time job interferes with some of the regular scheduled um, occasions where they also have to spend time with their clients on the real estate side? Right. That's a very good question. And ultimately, the responsibility lies with the agent to maintain their own relationships. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be available at Tuesday at noon to field that phone call. But it does mean that you should have a plan th- thought through and how to, to manage your clients during that time. That might be, mean having a colleague cover for you. That might mean having a transaction coordinator paid to handle some of the some aspects of the uh, transaction. It might just mean having a conversation with your broker to have um, him or her back you up during that time. It, ultimately, it's your responsibility to come up with a plan proactively to, to handle um, clients during those times. Not that um, you know you have some full time agents as well, but uh, you know we're recording this on a day where you actually kind of pitched in and helped with a transaction or helped put an offer in today, uh, and that happens, right? I mean, like if you're a part time agent, says, "Hey, listen, I'm swamped with this. I have to go to this appointment. I'm I have to go teach this class. Is there any way you could write this up for me?" Like as a broker, what what's your opinion of that? Right, I'd rather have the communication than have that fall uh, to the wayside. Those are big missed opportunities and missed opportunities to, to serve our clients. Do you ever see part-time agents actually, you mentioned a, a transaction coordinator, maybe you can go into that a little bit more um, specifically, but w- would that be somebody that would be hired by a part-time agent? Yeah, so a part-time agent um, might hire a transaction coordinator um, for on a per-transaction basis. 
to cover some of the administrative details that go on during the process. So that will allow you as the agent to be there for the key um, the, the key moments of the transaction. And you're still the ultimate count. Uh, you're providing counsel to the client. But the person who might need to make sure that the purchase and sale agreement gets the correct initials and signatures on it um, can be hired out. So my thought is, and we're, we're kind of coming to a conclusion right here of the episode, but um, people who are listening to this probably are thinking about doing real estate part-time. Like my hunch is that we're going to have some people that are hearing it because they listen to all of our episodes. And there are some that are going to find it because they're looking for information about part-time real estate. And, and here you are, you're listening to this. What, what are kind of the top three takeaways that maybe you as, as a broker, somebody who hires people, um, what would you give a part-time agent if you, you thought, here are the things you should, the top three takeaways for you to be really successful as a part-time agent? Um, first off, you should see your other profession or your other commitments as an asset in the whole endeavor. Um, the networks and the relationships that you've built out outside of real estate are going to be essential um, to your success in real estate. Um, so I would start there by, by shifting that mindset. But second, it's going to take a plan in, uh, with um, consistent execution to, to meet your goals. Um, real estate's not going to be available to you just at the convenient times. You need to have a proactive plan um, to meet your goals, and that needs to be communicated with your broker and your colleagues. Excellent. Great advice. I appreciate that, Rory. Thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts on part-time real estate agents. So we should say, uh, if, if you're in the Boston area and you want to talk to Rory, how do we get a hold of you? Um, if you are interested um, in getting into real estate, full-time, part-time, or in any other way, I'm happy to talk to you. I'm at nexthometitletown.com. Okay. And your email address is? Rory Gill at nexthometitletown.com. Perfect. Uh, my name is Jason Muth, and once again, we're uh, hosts of the Real Estate Law Podcast. We really appreciate your listening. If you've enjoyed this, uh, we would love it if you can give us a rating. I hope it's five stars. Um, we have received some some ratings already, so people are listening clearly. Um, but uh, if, if you like this, you know, ratings really go far, and uh, we would be eternally grateful. Uh, so, Rory, thanks again for joining us for this episode. Thank you. Awesome. And we'll see you next time. This has been the Real Estate Law Podcast, because real estate is more than just pretty pictures, and law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. We're powered by Next Home Title Town, Greater Boston's progressive real estate brokerage. More at nexthometitletown.com. And Urban Village Legal, Massachusetts Real Estate Council, serving savvy property owners, lenders, and investors. More at urbanvillagelegal.com. Today's conversation was not legal advice, but we hope you found it entertaining and informative. Discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.